Hey guys, my name is Emily Denby, for those of you who may not know me, and thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of As We Wait. I am really excited to be beginning this podcast, and I hope and pray that as I handle the scripture that I'll be doing it accurately, and that what I'm saying will not only be my opinion, but it will be formed by the Word of God. I want to go ahead and approach the fact that I am not God, I do not know everything. I encourage you and I ask that you would go to your own Bibles to seek out and to have your opinions formed about what I am talking about. If it's a topic about a social issue, if it's, you know, like today, we'll be getting into that later, but we'll be discussing testimonies. If you're wanting to know more about what that looks like, go into your own Bible and seek out what God has to say about it. Don't trust only me. Um, As I said earlier, I'm not God. Only God can give you the final answer. So run to your scriptures and appreciate them, learn from them, because that is how God speaks to us as his people. Um, Also, I do want to go ahead and mention that I will be discussing topics on this podcast. So I may not always be going through a passage of scripture. At times I will be, but I want to encourage you guys to be going through passages of scriptures individually. So that way you will be you know, confronted with some challenging aspects of scripture. We will probably be touching on some of those here in this podcast, but also be doing that for yourself. It's a great way just to grow closer to the Lord and to know how it is we're meant to be living for him. So with that, I now want to introduce our topic for today. We will be discussing testimonies. So thinking about how to introduce this podcast, to introduce myself, I thought and kind of realized that there was no better way for me to do that than to share my testimony with you guys. I also have a guest with me today. It is Logan Shade. For those of you who know him, he is also my fiance. So I guess you can say I think he's pretty cool. Logan Shade, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Logan. Uh, Emily invited me onto this podcast and I'm super excited to be able to help her out, especially on this first episode. So, for those of you wondering why I chose them, well, we have very different testimonies. And I know that a lot of believers coming into the faith who maybe just don't know that much about it, or even older, more experienced believers, can sometimes feel like there's no clear reason to be sharing their testimony. So, we'll be getting into that and into what Scripture says about that later on. But to begin, I just wanted us to have a chance to introduce ourselves and what God's done in our lives. So as I said, I'm Emily, and a lot of my testimony so far still is a lot of my life before God. I had grown up in church off and on as a kid, but it was never reflected within the home. I remember going to a church up until about the age of 10 years old with me, my mom, my dad, my sister, and like I said, it was off and on. And then whenever I got to be about 10, we just completely stopped going. And I did not understand why at the time, but I also didn't really desire to go back to church. And I was always a good kid. You know, I did what I needed to in school. I didn't really get in trouble that much. I was nice to people, but I also was easily jealous. I 
oftentimes got so upset at my sister. I thought she was perfect. I thought my parents loved her more than they did me, all of that. And that led me to have a lot of bitterness in my heart. And even though I may not have acted on that, it was still very present in my life. Also, I did not have, you know, the most ideal situation as a kid. Um, my parents were together, thankfully, and that's absolutely the Lord walking there and they're still together, um, which I thank him for. I definitely did not think they would be as a kid. However, God has used my circumstances in the past and he honestly used them to completely knock me on my butt and make me realize that I needed him. So, like I said, went to church, stopped going, and then in middle school, I became severely depressed, had a lot of just very negative thoughts about myself, about my life in general, and went through a tough time there. In high school, freshman and sophomore year, something changed and I was you know, just extremely active within the school. And this is where things kind of get interesting within my relationship with God. My sister was a senior in high school. I was a freshman. And she had actually been saved when she was 12 years old. And she had been baptized at the church that we went to off and on as kids. So she knew the Lord, but she had not been pursuing him. She was leaving off to college soon, and with this transitional moment in her life, God was also working a lot within her and changing her from the inside out. And she was desiring him, she was seeking him out, and she wanted me to do the same. So she started asking me to go to Fellowship of Christian Athletes with her and to also visit a church that her friend had invited her to. We went there for about a month. And I remember I had my first kind of encounter with God where it was very evident that he was doing something with me. Um, and this is not always the same for everyone. I want to note, your experience of getting to know God and having that is not always going to be an emotional experience or something where you can feel the presence of the Lord. Sometimes it is simply st stating, I believe and trust that Jesus is the son of God, that he is savior, and that he has come, he has died, and he was resurrected, defeating death and setting me free from my sins. Um, and sometimes it's just stating that. For me, it was sitting in a worship night at this church and just having this overwhelming feeling of needing to surrender my life to God. So I prayed to the Lord, um, asking him to be Lord in my life, to just lead me and to save me and admitting that I was in fact a sinner. And from that moment on, I can see that there was a shift in me that I was desiring the Lord. However, I had no idea where to go from it or go for it rather, excuse me. My sister left for college pretty soon. My parents weren't going to church. I didn't have strong believing friends. At this point in my life, I honestly didn't have very close friends to go to with these thoughts and issues about, you know, what does scripture mean? What does God mean in this? Who is God? How does God love us? How does God balance being just and loving, but being righteous and wrathful? 
I didn't understand and it was conflicting. You know, it's hard for my little seven, what is point, 14 year old brain to comprehend. Um, but freshman and sophomore year went by and then junior and senior year hit and they hit hard. Depression came back as well as anxiety as its, as its companion. And at that point, I kind of just forgot about God. Um, and if I remembered him, it was usually because I was angry and I did not know what he was doing. I didn't know why he had me in the circumstances, circumstances he did. And I, I just was really struggling. My sister came back after her junior year of college. And that summer, I remember sitting down on my bed with her, asking her just so many questions about God. And also just literally sobbing to her at one point of trying to understand how a loving God could allow this to happen. And she eventually just looked at me and she was like, Emily, you've trusted in God, right? And I was like, I mean, yeah. And she's like, well, if you've trusted in him, trust him. Your salvation is secure and it's already there. And I was like, oh, wait, you're right though. <laughs> and she just really helped me in learning how to trust in God's faithfulness and in his love, even in the midst of complete and at all sorrow at times in my life, you know? And maybe you don't know. Maybe you haven't gone through that. That's just a habit I have. So <laughs> with that, I've been extremely blessed and the Lord has done amazing things in my life since. I came to college in 2017 and went to the BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministries, and also found an absolutely amazing church here in El Plumido, if you're in Valdosta, I highly recommend going to Plumido Road Baptist Church. They are fantastic, loving people, and they love the Lord. Um, but through that, I was able to be, you know, confident within my salvation of the Lord, able to trust Him, and I became baptized, and the Lord has allowed me to disciple others now and to lead and to ultimately grow um, and that's the greatest joy that he's given um, so that was a lot of me so Logan Shade if you would please all cool uh, you'd have to keep using my last name but it's all good uh, so I'm Logan uh, I was raised in a, a very great household uh, mom dad uh, two really cool sisters uh, love to annoy because they're really fun to do that with uh, my mom always made sure that we were going to church. Uh, my dad didn't really, but my mom always made sure that every Sunday we were always going to church uh, and trying to raise me and my sisters in that. Uh, I probably came to faith when I was around six or seven. Uh, I distinctly have a memory of me sitting in my bed, on my bed, in my room. My room was painted like blue, like space themed. and. I remember like sitting there and like calling out to my mom, just like, mom, and uh, getting her to come in. And we had a conversation. I remember giving my life to God that night. So that's the night I would say I was saved. And it's a lot earlier than Emily's mentioning being like 17, 18. Uh, so that's given me a lot of a different testimony than her. But uh, even so, as I was I've been young, I was still learning. I didn't know everything, obviously, and still don't. 
but was still able to go to church uh, weekly, uh, which was really good. I've been blessed with a lot of really great churches to go to over the years. Uh, when I live in California and now live in Georgia, uh, it's been really uh, great to see God's provision in that leading me to really great churches and uh, being able to be alongside really great, strong believers who have been able to teach me, uh, not just my mom, but to be able to meet great friends uh, in Valdosta here that just been able to teach me and to come alongside me and to just be a leader and to be a teacher and to be able to really love me and pour into my life, which has been really cool. So it kind of leads to where I am today, uh, struggling a little bit because life and being a college student, but uh, trusting God. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely seen God give me situations from the first mission trip I ever went on to Philadelphia to uh, being a leader in the BCM to just having opportunities to be able to uh, lead others. I've definitely seen God give me more opportunities to uh, take me as almost like a Gideon figure, a uh, really cool judge that God was able to take and to lead the nation of Israel. And uh, it's probably one of my favorite stories uh, in the book of Judges there. Highly recommend. Uh, God was able to take someone who was a bit shy, a bit, of a non-talker, but be able to use him, work through him, not really changing who he was, but to be able to use his strengths and use his weaknesses and ultimately glorify God through that. So, mm-hmm. Definitely. And just to kind of ask you another question and clarify what you just said, um, you mentioned how God, you know, he doesn't necessarily change who he is, but he uses all strengths and all weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I think that you know this. I think it was just a warning <laughs> thing, but like, God does change us. He changes all desires. He changes yes. the desires of yes. all cults. However, another really cool thing about God is he doesn't, you know, make us all into the same person. Mm-hmm. He's gifted us with different personalities and also because of that has given us different roles that he desires for us to fulfill. And if you are shot like more shy, that's okay. And you can absolutely use that for the Lord. Mentioning Logan again, I can see, you know, when he came in and, as a freshman in college, he was very shy. He wasn't extremely outspoken. And honestly, at this point, we didn't really know each other that much. But he was definitely very solvent-holded. He was that guy that you see, like, the Christian memes about. It was, like, you know, <laughs> the guy <laughs> trying to impress the girl. At this point, he wasn't trying to impress anyone that I know of. And he was putting up all the chairs as quickly as he could, trying to make sure he was helping out. He's that dude. It's like, how many chairs can I lift today? 20? Oh, yeah. The godliness is radiating <laughs> off of me. <laughs> I don't think I ever held 20. I could probably get like six, maybe. Mm. Nice. We'll, we'll count that, you know. It's good. <laughs> That's essentially how God's worked in our lives. And we wanted to kind of break down and answer a question that we've heard before. And something that I think we've both struggled with before is how do I share my testimony if I don't know that much about God? And why do I share my testimony if maybe it didn't come off as that difficult? Um, Hope you don't mind me sharing this, Logan, but I know kind of when we first started to get to know one another, you had mentioned how at times you struggled with sharing your testimony because you Mm -hmm. came from a you know, like a nice little household and everything. Can you maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah. A lot of times I'd always look at the testimony as 
the drug addict who is now clean and now like a pastor. Like those kind of stories or the stories of Emily uh, in times of depression being rescued by God to now still be struggling, but to also, but to have that assurance. So I always looked at my testimony uh, as a just meh, I've was a kid, I knew God. I've come to know God, but nothing much to say there. I mean, a lot of what for me is, a lot for me was that I didn't see the before I was saved aspect as much important. I was just a little kid and it feels so long ago uh, to me. It almost seemed at that point that it was almost just like a pointless past, you know? Yeah. And... I think another struggle that people have is, you know, like, how can my story help someone else? It still isn't a whole lot of struggle to pull out of. Um, But one beautiful thing about the Lord using old testimonies is that you will find people with similar stories to yours. I've had the chance to talk to girls, you know, within middle school and also fellow college students about struggling with depression and how we can still struggle as Christians, and also how can God still be loving in the midst of circumstances that are difficult? Um, whereas I think you, Logan, have had the chance to kind of talk to other Christians who grew up in church, um, but you've still been able to see the mm-hmm. Lord walk in your life. Yeah, and what I've learned, especially at being at college and talking to like pastor's kids and other people who are in the same situation is that we also can go through different problems Mm -hmm. that we often look at salvation as always have been there. So sometimes it's difficult for us to look back on and appreciate where God saved us from. So it's been cool to be able to talk to people about uh, those struggles and those views that we sometimes have and be able to encourage each other in that. Absolutely. So now we'll kind of just transition into some scriptural points that we found. Um, So... To begin, go Psalm 89.1. And this is actually from Ethan the Ezra Height. I'm not exactly sure who this dude is. <laughs> However, I think what he says is pretty profound. Um, so it's Psalm 89.1. And he says, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So... You see that this love of God is motivating him to consistently and faithfully share exactly that, the faithfulness and love of God, mm-hmm. um, that he's going to continue doing that. And I also just noticed this right now as reading it, as I was reading it, but just that small world forever, like there's so much joy in that as a Christian of all witness to God and all praises of God do not stop when we leave this earth, they continue on eternally with him in heaven. Um, and moving on now, again, we see in Psalm 92, 2, which is a song for the Sabbath. Well, excuse me, Psalm 92, 1 through 2. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. So again, we see that just proclamation of God's steadfast love, of his faithfulness, and we also see that it is good. Um, it is a good thing to praise him. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, that first passage uh, definitely hit me hard uh, to be able to see and to be able to look at myself and see God's steadfastness 
and something that I sometimes take for granted uh, is that God has been there and will continue to be there. Mm. Uh, having known God and been saved for probably about over 10 years now, which is crazy to think, to like way over 10 years. Well, it's like almost like 15 now. That's, that's a bit crazy, but <laughs> uh, just to be able to appreciate God's steadfastness and how he's continued to work in my life. Mm-hmm. That as I look back, felt every single day, sometimes it didn't feel like it God was using it to teach me something and yeah. so that that my response should be to turn back to God and to praise him for that and to thank him for that sanctification work that he's been doing in my life and so that's really really cool to read and see yeah absolutely and I'm actually jumping forward to a point <laughs> that we had planned on not getting to yet. However, I think it applies a lot to what we're talking about, and that's First John five ten through eleven, and it says, "Whoever believes in the Son of God has a testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. They will met with a testimony like Logan's." They could still be in complete awe of a God who was faithful to his servant. Um, And that's fantastic. And another thing, too, about testimonies is since it is God's, God's going to use it. Like, it doesn't really matter if our story completely lines up with someone else's. It can help, absolutely. But if God wants to, you know, use your testimony Mm -hmm. to speak to someone, he's going to, Um, which is amazing. And I think it also just takes... Mm-hmm. a little bit of pressure off of us and something I want to remind you guys of is that we're not perfect we all sinners we mess up and ultimately what we can do is just trust in the Lord that even though we may not be the best that he is and he'll use it for his glory mm-hmm. I just like how we're able to and we're encouraged to look at God's work in testimonies it's something that I can look at Emily's testimony and appreciate that even in the times where she didn't know God, looking at and being able to see God's provision in her life, that he was still there for her, that he was still loving her and caring for her, even when she was far from him, even when she was a young uh, middle school girl <laughs> and was just going through life not really knowing who God was that he was still there and was still taking care of her. That even though she went through times of depression, times of anxiety, that she's here now and those things didn't get to her back then. And so I'm able to look at that and go, wow, Emily, that's really great. But in that same breath, go praise God because of that. And how Emily was able to look at mine, uh, my testimony, and see that, wow, to be able to see that, God is there and that God was good mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see that you've come this far but also praise God first and foremost yeah absolutely now I'm reading it again and I'm realizing how much this juxtaposition of scriptural can explain my life um you see in Psalm 88 14 through 18 just this honest anger at God it says oh Lord why do you cast my soul away Afflicted and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your tears. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dreadful thoughts have destroyed me. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. 
of bees in pulse 18. And you see this person just saying like, these things are caused by you, Father. And instead of responding to that with love, you do see this crying, this sorrow. But then in Psalm 89, you see, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So just that juxtaposition of going from this time of sorrow and questioning of God and crying out to him with this utter despair to then in Psalm 89 being seen that this praise of God can be held by someone, that they can love him, that they can cherish him. Um, and that's just amazing to see. Um, but something I do want to note too is that our testimony and the fact we are saved doesn't by no means mean that we are saved from struggle. We are told throughout scripture that we are going to struggle, we are going to have temptations, and we will have moments of despair still. And even looking again at Psalm 88, that introduction right there says, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. And this is a psalm of the sons of Korah, and you can see here that they are saying, God of my salvation. They were still entrusting their salvation to God, but yet they were still crying out to him with something that does feel like anger and something that to us, you know, it has that confusion. It has that, what are you doing, God? Um, and I don't think that's just me putting my opinion on it. I think we can see that confusion going on within those verses 13 through 18. However, you still see them claiming their salvation in the Lord. Um, and something I want to encourage the believer with is even in moments of despair, share your testimony, share what he's doing, um, share the fact that you are struggling, but yet you can trust in God because he has done all of this before. And when you are struggling, witness to yourself, use your testimony as a tool to protect yourself from temptation. God has given it to you, not only to share with others, but to also encourage you. Um, there was so much encouragement in seeing what God has done. And to the new believer, I just encourage you with one more scriptural passage that I almost completely forgot, which is in Luke 8, 39. And what this is actually looking at is the man who is possessed by demons. Um, another amazing thing God has given me the opportunity to do is serve at a camp. It is an all-girls camp, and it was mission-centered, but we would have Bible story times with our girls. And we were going through Mark, and we were sharing the story of the demon-possessed man. And something that hit me as I was reading through this week by week with my campbells was verse 39 of chapter 8, which says, this is Jesus speaking, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he, the man, went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. So if you go in and you read this passage of scripture, you actually can see in verse 38 that the man was begging Jesus that he would be able to stay with him. And instead, Jesus says, no, return to your home. So a lot of times as new believers or as believers who maybe have been in the faith for a while but don't feel confident in our knowledge about God, we can feel kind of stuck in not going out and sharing our testimony. Because what if we get it wrong? What if we misrepresent God? What's going on? But we can see heal that in an instance where Christ actually does tell someone to go and share what he's done rather than, you know, keeping it secret. We also see that throughout the Gospels. 
Um, he's saying, go out and share what I've done. And this man is asking to stay within the physical presence of, of the world. But yet, Jesus is telling him, no, return home. Tell them what God has done for you. He's demanding that this man goes and witnesses. He has been set free from literal possession. Um, and now he, instead of being the possession of a demon, it's now the possession of God and that God has saved him and set him free and that he is to go out and witness that. Mm-hmm. So as we are struggling with, do we know, have we been Christian long enough? We can see that immediately after this man is saved, he is told to go and shale. So I just encourage you guys to trust in that and to find some encouragement in that as well, that as long as you know God is Savior, that Christ is Savior through God, then you know enough to share that with someone else. Just one more thing. Uh, highly encourage, uh, highly, highly encourage. If you have a good friend uh, that you might want to get to know them a little bit, maybe not like the first time you ever meet them, but uh, if you feel so led, uh, if you haven't heard uh, a friend's testimony, uh, go ahead and ask them. Hmm. Uh, it's probably the most personal thing to us to be able to talk about our struggles and our past But at the same time, it is really amazing to be able to hear the stories of where people came from and what God has done in their life. And so I highly encourage if you have a friend that you just have never heard their testimony before, then uh, ask them and be like, hey, do you mind if I can hear your testimony? Because it's definitely a way that you can grow closer to them, but also be able to glorify God Mm -hmm. together over that. Absolutely. And also with that, I would love to encourage you that if you haven't showed your testimony, to find someone who you trust just to kind of ease into it, um, but to also obey God and be faithful to witnessing him. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us. And I'm going to ask Logan if he would just pray for us now that we would be bold in sharing our testimonies, that we'd be faithful to witness to God, and that we would also just be faithful to remind ourselves of all the work God has done. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Father, uh, we thank you for this time, God. Uh, We thank you for this uh, time that we're able to dive into scriptures, God, and we're able to see uh, how you're speaking to us today, God. Uh, I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives, that even through through the tough times and through the dark times, God, that you have brought us through, God, that we've been able to uh, survive, God, by your grace, by your grace alone. Uh, God, I thank you for everything that you've done in our lives and that you're continuing to do. Uh, God, I pray as we go out that we would be able to use our testimonies, God, to tell others about you and to be able to um, confidently just go out and just encourage each other, God, that we'd be able to glorify you with every word that we say, God. I pray that you would use it for your glory. God, that we would not use it to boast about ourselves, God, but that ultimately all the glory would go to you. We love you and we thank you for 